Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Happening today, Charlotte City leaders could approve some big changes to Uptown Skyline. A live look this morning at the former Duke Energy building, now home to Wells Fargo. The banking giant looking to add signage to the top of the building. WCNC Charlotte's Destiny Richards joins us now. And Destiny leaders are split about adding more lights to one of Charlotte's most iconic buildings. That's right. At the last zoning meeting in mid-January, the committee voted 5-2 to two to deny Wells, Fargo, Wells Fargo's petition to make changes to the building. The committee is in agreement with city staff that the petition is consistent with the city's 2040 vision plan, but they voted to deny because of concerns about the size of the signage and potential light pollution. The committee also says the proposed signage would, quote, not increase the attractiveness of Uptown or the Tryon Corridor. City leaders in favor of the petition say the size, composition and mechanics of the signage follow what's laid out in the zoning ordinance. The ban that the building will accommodate uh, the, the lettering that will be proposed on this building, unlike the truest building where there was an appendage that had to be made. This will be architecturally consistent with the, the building and the style. Some zoning committee members were surprised no one signed up to speak in opposition of the proposed signage at the last meeting. Today's meeting is at 5 p.m. and open to the public. Sarah. To more of today's top stories in your morning rush. An update now to a story we first brought you on Friday night. We now know this morning Devin Jeter was killed in a shooting in North Charlotte. It happened on Catalina Avenue near North Graham Street. We're told it all started with a disagreement between Jeter and the suspect and Jeter knew the suspect. This winter community in Minnesota grieving after two police officers and a firefighter were shot and killed over the weekend. They were responding to a domestic abuse call in the town of Burnsville when the suspect shot at them, starting a firefight. Police say the suspect was killed, but they haven't yet say how he died. Good Monday morning, I'm here in Union County where the battle or debate, if you will, over whether to add fluoride and water continues today. Commissioners will vote on whether or not they should stop adding fluoride to water. Last time that vote came down 3-2, meaning they needed a second vote because it was unanimous. But today, if a majority of the voters say that it is not needed to add that mineral into water, that will happen. I'm Bree Jackson in Washington. All eyes are on South Carolina ahead of Saturday's Republican primary. Candidates are hitting the campaign trail and highlighting divisions. Nikki Haley calling out former President Trump for not speaking out publicly about the death of Vladimir Putin's fiercest critic. Happening today, the Daytona 500 set to finally happen after being delayed for bad weather. It was supposed to be yesterday, but bad storms forecasted for the area led race officials to hold off for a day. The NASCAR season is now scheduled to kick off today at 4 p.m. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. A man is facing charges this morning after allegedly killing three people and seriously injuring another in a drunk driving crash. It happened Saturday in Edgecombe County. Police say all the victims were passengers in his car. No one was wearing a seatbelt at the time of the crash. This morning, North Carolina state leaders are trying to get more people signed up for Medicaid. So far, 57% of the 600,000 who are eligible have signed up. The big focus now is making information available in multiple languages to expand access. 
a high school senior from Sumter, is officially the first South Carolinian to be accepted to the Coast Guard Academy this year. Ariana Walcott says she was inspired by her uncle, who was a captain in the Coast Guard. Last year, only five students from the Palmetto State were accepted. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make sense. So today is President's Day. So this morning, we are breaking down the history behind the holiday. The holiday doesn't date back as far as the presidency itself, but it does go back pretty far. Let's connect the dots. President's Day began as George Washington Day and was celebrated as a holiday in the District of Columbia. It was always celebrated on the anniversary of his birth, February 22nd. It was made a federal holiday in 1885. We know it today as President's Day because of the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. In 1971, the act was passed to create more three-day weekends. It moved several federal holidays from their original date to Mondays. Marketers jumped at the opportunity to play up the three-day weekend with sales, and President's Day bargains were advertised at stores across the country. No matter what name you call it, it's a day to celebrate all U.S. presidents, past and present. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, this morning, the North Carolina State Highway Patrol is investigating a deadly crash. Troopers say it happened just before 5 p.m. Saturday on I-40 West in Iredell County. They say a car hit the trailer that a pickup truck was hauling before hitting another car. One person died and five others, including three teens, were taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Number two happening today, officers with the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office will be conducting active shooter trainings at the county courthouse. The Sheriff's Office wants folks to know they may hear gunfire during this drill, but it is just a training event and the public is not in any danger during the exercise. And number three today, Davidson College is mourning the loss of legendary basketball coach Charles Leftry Drizel. In his time at Davidson, the team won three Southern Conference championships and five regular season championships. In a post on X, Davidson basketball describes him as a one-of-a-kind, a true original, a Davidson and College basketball legend. He was 92 years old. Well, there are many ways that people try to lose weight and with all the fad diets out there, it's hard to know which one will work and are they even good for you? Our Megan Bragg is getting the facts on one popular diet to see if it is worth all the hype in today's Verify Fact Check. It's called intermittent fasting or IF and for years it's been a diet craze and talked about on social media. It's where you fast for a certain window of time every day, but is it actually good for you and does it work? Let's get the facts. Our source is dietitian Alexis Supan with the Cleveland Clinic, family physician Dr. Carla Robinson, and a study in the National Library of Medicine. Fasting continues to grow as a popular diet practice, and it's a pretty simple concept. According to a study in the National Library, this diet involves taking periodic breaks from eating for up to 24 hours at a time. Uh, it's really hard to stick to such a restricted uh, eating plan for a long period of time, but research shows that there are some health benefits. Those benefits can include lowering blood sugar, decreased inflammation, and weight loss. But with everything, there's no magic diet that will make you fit overnight. Supan says it's more about what foods you eat and when you eat them and making sure not to overindulge. You still need a well-balanced diet. You still need to kind of be mindful of the foods you're choosing. But 
it can be a really beneficial rule for people um, when they're considering lifestyle changes. Dr. Robinson says if you're going to start any diet, be sure to talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you. The study showed intermittent fasting to be as effective as a standard calorie restrictive diet, but subjects using either of those methods lost more weight than other people who ate whatever they wanted. With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. And if you have something you would like verified, just email us at verify at WCNC.com. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.